Everything is temporary. Emotions, thoughts, people, and scenery. Do not become attached. Just flow with it. Hello. So what are you thinking? You're listening to the Healthy Mind, Healthy Self Show. I'm your host, Martha Alvarez, psychotherapist and life coach. And this is a place for you to explore your thoughts, emotions, and behaviors so that you can make more mindful choices, achieve those things that you so desire. So tune in and enjoy. Hey there, I got a question for you. Have you ever asked someone how they're feeling and they say, good, fine. Oh, I'm okay. I'm tired. I don't even know how I'm feeling. I'm stressed. Basically, you get a monosyllable answer. But what does that really mean? Have you ever been unsure of what you're feeling? It is actually quite difficult to distinguish to notice, to contrast emotions. There is a subtlety in many emotional experiences and emotions are on a continuum. And that's what I'm talking about today. How to figure it out, how to identify and why that would be a good thing. Sometimes these differences of emotions seem not important. Maybe you're having a hard time differentiating the shade of the emotion and you don't want to put any more time and effort because you think it doesn't matter, but it actually may matter. And what I'm encouraging you to do is to take a moment when life is happening and you're feeling things because we all feel things and figure out if whatever you're feeling is worth exploring to further identify and clarify what is really going on, or if it's just one of those things that you let it be and move on. I'm talking about this because one of the most prevalent emotions that we're all familiar with is anxiety. Anxiety, some people may call it worry, Maybe you feel it as restlessness, but think about it. When you're worried about something, you're basically thinking. And a lot of times your worry is solved by problem solving. You figure out what to do with it, you know, plan A, plan B, plan C. Restlessness, on the other hand, is often described as difficult to rest. Basically, you're stimulated, you're excited. You may be eager or you may be annoyed, but you can't seem to rest. Whereas anxiety is more visceral. Your body and your mind are involved. In anxiety, which is future tensed, what is happening is you're doing worst case thinking. Your body, your mind come together in headaches or tension or tightness or fatigued. And that's when we use the term anxiety. But there's different shades, like I said. So what about if you're annoyed? If you're annoyed, does that mean that you're mad? Does it mean that you're irritated? Does it mean that you're angry? 
Because when you're angry, usually something has been taken away from you or in threat of being taken away from you. Maybe you've been violated in some way. And what about if you're afraid? Or if you're sad and you believe that, you know, you're going to lose something or that something has been lost. It's difficult. And it all comes down to how well you know yourself and you know the language of emotions, basically your emotional vocabulary. Actually, there's a term, it's called um, alexithymia, I believe. It's not really a, a, a clinical term. But this term is used to describe when you have a hard time recognizing, identifying, and describing your emotions. And when people have this going on, it actually affects you physically. It turns things that are distressing into physical problems. And usually you try to buffer those with food, with sex, with drugs, however you, you buffer your distress. But basically what we're talking about is the inability to recognize what you're feeling, to get clarity. And the reason why it's hard is because emotions are, like I said, they have different shades and there's primary emotions and there's secondary emotions. And primary emotions are, is the initial feeling that you have when you encounter a circumstance or an event. It's basically a response to a situation. And these are emotions as anger or fear, sadness, joy, shame, primary emotions. That's the initial, but then there's secondary emotions. That's your emotional reaction to the emotion. These are the ones that are usually patterned responses. Things like um, maybe feeling shame when you're angry, or maybe you're feeling fear when you're angry, or maybe you're feeling angry when you feel shame. So it's the reaction to the emotion. It's like an additional layer if you go down deeper. So in theory, it's the secondary emotion that you can learn to get increased awareness of because the primary emotion is just the response to the situation. But if you want to go deeper, you want to increase that awareness, get more clarity, understand why, so that you can shift it if necessary, because, you know, you don't really have to. Emotions can just exist. You don't have to do anything with them as long as, you know, they're they're being expressed in a healthy manner, not getting you or anybody else in trouble, right? And how do you do it? Well, first you identify it. You give it a name. What is this? Is this anger or is this fear? Is this shame? What is it that I'm feeling? Then you evaluate your emotional response. And you do that by challenging your thought process. And that in itself is not always easy, but it's definitely a learned skill. So let's go back to your emotional vocabulary. If I tell you, let's think about angry. Is angry the same as annoyed or irritated or offended or frustrated? How is it the same? How is it different? How do you feel it in your body, in your mind, in your heart? If I tell you, feel irritated, what irritates you versus what gets you totally frustrated or what would cause anger? 
Can you make that distinction? Same thing with happy. I'm happy. I'm good. Does happy mean satisfied? Does happy mean content or relieved, relaxed, confident? What is happy for you? How do you know if what you're really feeling is relief instead of happiness or satisfaction? What about anxiousness? Anxiousness, are you nervous? Do you feel maybe vulnerable? Are you skeptical? Unsure? Are you stressed? What does that even mean? One way to start gauging this is not only by your vocabulary, but also by the intensity, how strong you feel it. And if you do like an imaginary number line from one to 10, one meaning I, I, I feel it very little, it's a very little significance, 10 being maximum significance, I feel it very strongly. And we go back to irritated, let's say. If you're irritated about a certain something, how irritated are you on that scale from one to 10? This is important because it can show you how to gauge the change that's going to happen when the emotion passes. Because remember, all emotions are going to be temporary. They're not going to stick around forever. They're going to be fluid. They're going to flow. They're going to change. And emotions are neither good nor bad. They just are. I mean, they're there as an adaptive response. They're signaling you something. And they're not meant to be judged. You don't have to assign a judgment to them, but you should be able to experience them just to feel them. This includes negative or bad emotions. It's not really a threat. Maybe all that emotion is telling you is that a change has to occur. Maybe it's just opening your insight, your awareness to something else that perhaps you're missing, something else that's not in tune, in line, fitting in with your best life, your best self, how you need to be healthy. And even when you're feeling, you know, good stuff and, and you're feeling joy and happiness, you can expand on that and layer on more things that can give you that feeling when you're really in tune of why they're making you feel so much at ease, so much happiness, so much lighting you up, making your heart smile. So getting to know yourself, getting to know your emotions, having the ability to express them and challenge them is a skill set. And you can practice a skill set by asking yourself, some questions. And, and, you know, there's a psychologist, his name was Albert Ellis, and he developed rational emotive behavior therapy. And basically that focuses on your ability to create your own positive or negative emotions by a model that he created called ABC. A stands for the activating event, which is the circumstance. B is the belief and C is the consequence. In this case, it's the mood or the feeling. So activating event, belief, and consequence. So by default, if you're feeling anger, for example, you may want to ask yourself what circumstance prompted that anger and what do I believe about that circumstance? And if you change either the event or the belief, by default, the consequence, meaning your mood, should change somehow. So when we talk about what questions you can ask yourself when you're dealing with emotions, you're kind of doing self-talk. What am I thinking? What evidence do I have that this thought 
is true. I mean, is it 100% true? Can it mean anything else? Has there been another time that I thought this way and whatever I was afraid of didn't happen? Can this be patterned thinking? Does this thought serve me? And how can I shift it to serve me better if it's not serving me? And definitely asking yourself, what is it that I need right now? Is it a different action? Is it hope? Is it certainty? Is it faith? Is it a, something that I can control? Because a lot of emotions seem to be triggered by other people, by circumstances. And that's one thing that we cannot control. We can control how we think. We can control the meaning that we give the circumstances and how we view other people and situations, but we can't control it or them. We can only control ourselves. So by asking these questions, you can actually shift the way you're thinking and feeling, which is something that is doable. That's the skill set that I'm talking to you about today. So yet you can be in flow with your emotions because remember, they're not good or bad. They just are. And it's about increasing awareness, embracing them, knowing that they're all temporary. Things are going to pass. So let's take an example. Let's say you're hurt by someone. You're hurt by someone because of whatever behavior they did. And now not only are you hurt, but your hurt turns to anger. And with your anger, you could either expand it and hurt them back or hurt yourself back. Or perhaps you choose to take your anger and your hurt and withdraw and suppress and not allow it to be felt. And you avoid this hurt. You avoid this anger. You pretend it doesn't matter, but the thing is that that's going to fester inside. And, you know, when things like that happen, it's causing dissonance within yourself. Like you are fighting yourself, your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, and you're not able to release them because they're in direct opposition of what you want, what you think, yet you're not dealing with it. So it shows up in another way. And to me, that's where the danger lies, because I believe that things don't just go away like that. I believe they transmute and show up in other aspects, whether it's in how you think of yourself, how you show up behaviorally in the world, and ultimately how these emotions show up in your body. And it's a good time now to talk about how emotions affect your body, the mind-body connection, because your emotions are sending signals to your body and vice versa. And you can become stuck in a feedback loop on a cellular level. In the study of psychoneuroimmunology, they look at how your emotions affect your health, your immune system. And Emotions basically are a large part of what keeps you united in growth, healthy. But when you're talking about negative emotions or stuck emotions, negative ones like anger or fear, or sadness, when you deny 
that they exist and you don't work to release them, you're interrupting the flow. You, you, you actually create a disintegrity in your entire system. And you're supposed to be completely whole because that's what we're made as humans. We're perfectly imperfect. We are whole. We have everything we need. So there's no need to cause this stress and this blockage and mess up the signaling that maintains us on a cellular function, which actually weakens your whole well-being. We are able to take that emotion, feel it, acknowledge it, let it go or change it to whatever suits us best. We're after the free flow to keep learning, to keep growing. And if you really want to take care of your health, of your mind, of your body, of your spirit, your emotional health is a very large part of what you will be continuously working with. So how do you do it? Well, first you acknowledge and you accept. You acknowledge what you're dealing with what you're feeling. That's the emotional vocabulary. And if, if you don't have an emotional vocabulary, just, you know, Google emotional vocabulary, you're going to find different ways, you know, of, of how different emotions, what they mean. And you kind of figure out what fits best with you, the way that you're feeling. And then you accept them. Sometimes you just got to stop asking why and you accept what you can't control and you greet it. You open the door. Here is anger. Here is sadness. Okay, come on in. What's going on? You process and you let go. You let the emotion flow without judgment. There's no right or wrong. You express it in whatever way works for you by talking about it, by crying, by releasing it physically, whatever works for you. You release, you acknowledge, and then you reevaluate. You reevaluate the emotion, the intensity, how it feels now, physically and psychologically, emotionally. Did it go down? Did the intensity reduce? Do I feel something different? Remember that number line. And, you know, I think there is a lot of value. I was telling you earlier not to judge, and I believe that. Um, but I think there's a lot of value in understanding where the emotion comes from. But sometimes that's not going to be accessible to you. Sometimes that may be uh, buried deep inside and subconscious patterns and beliefs that you created from very early on that you don't have access to because you're protecting yourself and you haven't gone there and you haven't done the work or, you know, for some reason, maybe they just need to stay there. So understanding where they're coming from, while it could be wonderful, and it could be necessary in some instances in order to release them. It doesn't have to be the case. You can just acknowledge them and choose to let it flow, choose to express it. And that in itself is going to help you elevate your experience. It's going to help you evolve. It's going to help you grow. It's going to help you learn. It's going to help you release. Remember that growth occurs when you're in a healthy state. And if you're in a constant state of protection, basically fight or flight mode, denial, you're not growing. You're stuck. You're surviving. But it's because of all these defense mechanisms. So I'm encouraging you to work with your emotions, get curious, at least acknowledge, accept, and release. If you don't want to go deeper, you're not ready. You're not sure. 
That's okay. But progress is progress. You start somewhere. And today's episode kind of piggybacks on last week's episode when I was talking a little bit about mental health and how to teach your kids this stuff. So I think it's important if you haven't heard that and you have kids or that's interesting, you, I encourage you to go back and listen to it. But I think that the work really starts with with you because how can you help somebody else? How can you understand somebody else's experience if if you have no baseline? You you just it's foreign to you. So that's it, my friends. Just my two cents worth on how to get an emotional flow. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope you take time and explore. And until the next time we meet, think well and be well. Catch you soon. One more thing. Thanks for listening to my Perfectly Imperfect show. Keep in mind that I'm sharing thoughts and experiences and the information on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health or medical professional. If you have a moment to leave a rating or a review, that would be great. It's a way of sharing so that more people can find the show and start making some small shifts.